You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and today let's break down where I would have the Aggies among all 14 SEC teams going into the final month of college football play. Thank you very much for making this your first listen every single day. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. Plus, right here on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. That way you don't miss any bit of content found right here on Locked on Aggies. And this episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 25 years. Go visit Rock Auto and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. As always, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. Name right down there below for all of you watching on YouTube or following on Tegna. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th man related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So, Texas A&M, let's just get this out of the way, I do believe that they are a top five team inside of conference play. I absolutely believe that. I actually believe that they could be even higher. But, the way that this formula is going to work for me is I'm going to break down 10 straight games. They have to win the majority of 10 games, can Texas A&M win a majority? Because you know what? Any person can lose on a given Saturday. Like, any single person can lose on any given Saturday. Look at what happened to Alabama. Look at what's happened to Auburn. I mean, look at look around the SEC. Just I mean, look around the country just in general. Oregon, beat up. And I mean, beat up on Ohio State. Ohio State actually looks pretty dang good. Clemson could actually win a few more games. They look terrible for most of the time this year. I think that any single time you could beat up on Michigan State, Michigan, they're undefeated. You could see them going to a battle, and that could really decide who wins the Big Ten. I mean, we're going down to the wire when we're talking about analogies such as these. So that is why it's important to preface that. Let's get out some of the easy ones right out of the way. Uh, absolutely, they could beat up on Vanderbilt, 10 out of 10. South Carolina, 10 out of 10. Missouri, 10 out of 10. Uh, and let's just go through a few more. I definitely think that they could beat up on Mississippi State, 10 out of 10. I think Tennessee, they would lose a few. Like, they absolutely would lose a few games against Tennessee, maybe two or three. But I think 8 out of 10 is about right. I think 7 out of 10, 6 out of 10, 100%. I think maybe they would lose once to Tennessee. Hendon Hooker is a very, very, very good quarterback. I really like what I've seen from him and his development. I really like what Josh Heupel has done with his offense in, in Knoxville. But they're not there defensively. They've lost a lot of key pieces. The offensive line is still in a lot of trouble. So there's a lot going on here that I think that you still have to improve on. I think when you look at Florida right now, Florida has so much inconsistency at quarterback between Anthony Richardson, between Emory Jones. They don't really have a stellar defense to where I think that if you go play Florida, this should be a little bit of a closer matchup. I think seven wins for AM versus uh, you know, eight or nine. But I do think that they would be able to beat up on Florida. Because the main reason is defensively, they're not playing well. I don't think offensively there's any bit of consistency. They don't really have a good receiver. The run game is very lenient at best. There's a lot of turmoil right now in Gainesville to where I do think that when you go pound for pound, 
this is where I think the Texas A&M really controls their own destiny. I think the same thing you can say about LSU. LSU got a big-time win over Florida, and I do think that pound-for-pound pound, A&M is better. Offensively, they're moving the ball more efficiently on the ground. Yes, Tyrion Davis-Price has the new record at LSU, but I do think that A&M has two really stellar running backs in Devon A-Chain and in um, um, uh, Isaiah Spiller that allowed them to be able to kind of go miss and match with them. Max Johnson, I think, is a better quarterback right now than Zach Calzada. I think the offensive line, though, has improved so much for Texas A&M that their offensive line and protection is so much better than the likes of LSU. So that's 100%. Plus injuries. I mean, like that's the biggest thing. Demond Demas is healthy. Anaya Smith is healthy. Chase Lane is healthy. Caleb Chapman's back. They're hitting their stride at the right moment. Defensive backs. I really like what I saw from Tyreek Chappelle against South Carolina. I like Jalen Jones. Deuce Harmon's coming along very strong. The defensive backfield is very much loaded. Leon O'Neal, Damani Richardson, Keldrick Harper as that third safety. I even think that you could put um, uh, Brian Williams out there. They'd be, they would be successful. There's a lot to really like about where the team is. Eric Young, my bad. Eric Young, not Brian Williams. Uh, Eric Young's doing a good job. Defensive line, same thing up front. Tyree Johnson, Fadil Diggs, uh, it, you know, um, uh, crap, why am I, why am I blanking today? Um, uh, 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 Michael Clemens. Um, you see, I'm, 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 I'm blanking on it. That's just how deep the defensive line though is for Texas A&M. You're missing Allie Gay. You're missing Derek Stingley. You're missing, uh, something, uh, Eli Ricks, I think is his name. You're missing two offensive linemen. You're missing a lot of key pieces. You're missing a linebacker. LSU is not healthy. LSU has nothing to play for. I do think that, you know, of the two games between them and Florida, I believe you would see more so success from the likes of um, uh, Florida, but I do think the LSU would at least win one game. But overall, I, I definitely think that Al, uh, A&M would win against all these teams. Is there anybody else that I think for sure they would beat up against? Uh, right now, no. This is where the conversation goes. Oh, wait, one more, one more. My bad. Mississippi State. The way that Mississippi State has played in other games shows that they're very vulnerable. The way they played against Alabama – if they would have played like that against Texas A&M, and Texas A&M would have been better prepared for the shotgun uh, for the shotgun air raid system, I think they would have won that game by ten points. I think this this is one of those perfect examples where Alabama loses to Texas A&M, A&M loses to Mississippi State. Mississippi State would probably beat Alabama once, just like they would probably beat Texas A&M once, just like they probably would beat Auburn and Ole Miss and Arkansas and all these other teams. Once they would do it one time, and that would be the end of it. They, we would we not have this discussion anymore. We'd be done afterwards. Like they, it would happen just once, and then they would probably fall back into the earth. So that's really what I think of them. So for sure, almost every team in the SEC East, minus Georgia and Kentucky, I think LSU and I think Mississippi State, they would be able to beat ten out of ten easily. They're all better than what than where they are. Now comes the question of where do they rank among the stellar teams inside of the SEC. But before we do that, this episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Price Picks. It's fantasy sports made easy. If you love college football, I got a deal for you. Price Picks is the leader in college football daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anything else out there in the world. Star players from Power 5 schools to mid-major programs. So all you got to do is deposit your money, take the over-unders online. So whether you're trying to go with 400 receiving yards in one game, 200 passing yards, three or four interceptions, take the over, take the under. Use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive a double your bonus with your first deposit. Meaning, if you bet $100, you will get $100 back. If you bet $50, you'll get $50 back just for going ahead and using the promo code LOCKED ON. Bets are made super easy. It's in 60 seconds or less, and it's very safe 
for withdrawals as soon as you want them. So you can either let your money grow, or you can take it out right away. Use the promo code locked on to get a 100% welcome bonus with your very first deposit. And go ahead and visit Price Picks, daily sports fantasy made easy. You know what I hate? Spending money on things I don't need. And one of the biggest places I do that is, of course, at auto shop stores. And the reason why is because I don't know where to look for all the parts. Now I do. It's called rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 25 years. They have everything from engine modules to tail lamps to brake pads. So whether you're trying to fix up your daily driver or refurbish your cult classic, they have the parts for you. My dad was able to find a brand new taillight for his Hyundai Santa Fe just by going onto Rock Auto, typing in the year, typing in the make, typing in the model, and asking about the low, low price. Plus, with the prices that you're going to pay on shipping and handling, it's guaranteed to be cheaper than anything you would have to do by going to the actual auto parts store. Go visit rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place to be. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, let's go ahead and start breaking down actually where I think Texas A&M kind of falls in this category of where they would probably be better. I'm going to start this off right now. Georgia, Georgia would win 9 out of 10, for sure. The way that Alabama and A&M went, it'd be the same thing with Georgia Georgia A&M. Georgia would get 9 wins, and that's not a testament against Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is a very good team. They're a very much improved team than what we saw against Arkansas and what we saw against Mississippi State. But Georgia's elite. I mean, Georgia is the best of the best of the country. And I even said this on the show. I've said this on this show. I've said this on my own podcast. I've said this on my national radio show. I picked Georgia to be the number one team in the country at the start of the year, and that hasn't changed. That's just not going to change. A&M would 100%, I think, get one win over Georgia. They'd be able to find a way to beat up on the cornerbacks. They'd be able to find a way to win in the run game. But Jordan Davis, Monty Rice, this defensive line is so ridiculously talented. Darion Kendrick has done a fantastic job flourishing in Kirby Smart's zone-based system. Uh, The safety play is great right now, the way that they've been looking. And offensively, the offensive line is very stellar. Stetson Bennett is not better than JT Daniels. I'm tired of people saying this like, oh, what would happen? Does Stetson Bennett need to be the starting quarterback? No, if JT Daniels comes back, JT Daniels needs to be the starter. Hands down. That's the only way they're going to be able to beat up on Alabama, beat up on A&M. So if Stetson Bennett were to play, I think all bets are off. I think A&M would be able to pounce on him. But again, you could call on JT Daniels at any given moment. They would lose nine at, they'd lose 9 out of 10. They would lose 9 out of 10. I'm sorry about that. I, I, I am. The other one is Alabama. I think AM would be closer. I think it'd be more so a 7-3-6-4 matchup. But think about this. Give Nick Saban nine films to study for that one last game, for the one game. So say, say it was, you know, 5-4, and you didn't want to be tied 5-5. He would be able to look at every single one of those films and probably figure out AM just enough. Now again, AM would be very close to Alabama. I think, you know, it's been proven. They were able to beat Alabama at home. So it's not as if Alabama is stagnant. All you have to do is put pressure on Bryce Young. You have to make sure that he has some turnovers in the red zone. Make sure that you're able to stop the run inside the red zone. As long as you do that, you're going to be able to win some games because that's exactly what's the formula of how they beat Alabama last time. But I don't think they'd be able to beat Alabama at a consistent level to where they would be the number two team in the SEC. Everybody else... It is a toss-up right now. Like so, so again, all those teams that I mentioned before, every team in the SEC East finds the top two, uh, Mississippi State and LSU, they would 100% win. They would 100%, like not even a question. 
Alabama, Georgia, they would 100% not be there yet. They would not win the matchup totally. But everyone else, they could probably win. So let's go ahead and start off with the first one, Arkansas, because Arkansas is the team that is also unranked and they lost to. This is where the losing streak began. If you learn how to tackle, you would have won the game. I mean, like that, like that's really it. You would have lost 17-10. Maybe you would have gotten some momentum back if you didn't have the turnovers. Maybe you would have been able to find a way to be a little bit more consistent. But it's that one play on the on the AJ Green quick little dump pass that was allowed, you know, that allowed him to score a 48-yard touchdown. If you just wrap up, don't push out of bounds. Grab them. Don't use your shoulder. Don't into them. Just tackle. If you tackle in that game, you win the game. KJ Jefferson was unstoppable, but you'd be able to stop him with more film. On top of that, when you look from pound for pound, the wide receiver play, if you play Jalen Jones on Traylon Burks, maybe that does work out. Maybe he doesn't get that big 84-yard touchdown pass or whatever the heck it was. Maybe you're able to limit the passing attack. Maybe when you trust the run game, you're able to kind of limit that. And also, you kind of know what you have to do. You got to limit Zach Calzada's passing. And if Calzada is going to pass, make sure it's short to set up deeper runs and trust Isaiah Spiller. One of the biggest regrets I think Jimbo Fisher has in that game was not trusting the run a little bit more. A 67-yard touchdown and A&M was right back in the mix. They were right there. And instead, they fall flat. They try to go ahead and pass the ball. They try inconsistently to move the ball down the field. And it ends up being a problem. It ends up being a major concern for the Aggies long-term. And it ends up being one of the things that nobody wants to talk about. So it's one of those things where I think that if you look back on film, they'd be able to contain KJ Jefferson. They'd be able to make a lot more plays at the line of scrimmage. And on and to end it all, they would have to limit the passing attack and trust the run game of A-Chain and a spiller. If they do that... I think they win actually seven out of three matchups. I do. I really do. I think that Arkansas, as good as they've been, as great as the story as they've been, they are a little bit overhyped, just a smidge. I mean, just like a little bit of a smidge. And they're slowly starting to develop into a more complete team right now for AM. I think at the time, we kind of overhyped them and we kind of overhyped AM. And now they find the consistency. Now they're starting to play like a true offensive line in SEC play. If this game was to be played, Instead of in week four, like say it was played in week eight or week nine, like this weekend, I think AM would actually win that game. Even if it is in Arlington, I still think AM would win that game, hands down. Now, let's go to the next one Auburn. This is the game that's coming up. When you look for Auburn, is very limited in points, both ways. They have 72 points for and 76 points against. What does that mean? It means the offense is not clicking against SEC defenses, and it means the defense is very, very, very good. The defense underneath Derek Mason has been a very big surprise at Auburn this past year. I got to give him a lot of credit there. The defensive line is making a lot of key stops. The secondary is not allowing much in coverage. I think this is going to be a really fun matchup. This is actually going to be one that is probably undervalued for most of the season that nobody's going to talk about. I'm really interested to see where this team and where this direction can go for Texas A&M, especially against an Auburn team like Brian Harson and how Bo Nix is playing. But that's a big question. Which Bo Nix are you getting? Are you getting the one that looked really, really good in the past few weeks? Or are you getting the one that has struggled against teams like Georgia State? If it's like against Georgia State, I'm telling you right now, you're going to lose that game. Like, you're going to win that game, 10 out of 10. If it's like how he played against Penn State, you probably win, I would go six of the matchups. If it's like how he played against LSU, you probably lose. I mean, like, that's the reality of it. 
I would say right now, AM, because of the momentum that they have, and also because of the bye week coming up, they should be favored over the likes of Auburn going into Saturday's game. But 10 out of 10, I still would lean AM, but I'd probably lean a little bit more 6-4. I think that definitely when you look at how their defense plays, if AM's offense stalls, Auburn has a chance 10 out of 10. But if you can keep Bo Nix contained, not allow Tank Bixby to run all over you, go ahead and force a couple three and outs, this is actually probably a matchup in favor of AM. You just have to trust that Calzada can get enough passes off to where Jalen Widermeyer is making plays in the open field, Anaya Smith is making plays in the open field, and then start running it in the red zone. If you run it in the red zone, you're probably going to be able to at least get a couple of touchdowns. If not, settle for field goals from Seth Small, chip away, chip away, chip away, and extend that lead just enough at the end. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by Sweat Block. Now, let me tell you guys, every single morning I work out after my show, I go ahead, I go to the gym, and then I have to go to either Texas A&M practice, Houston Texans practice, Dallas Cowboys practice, wherever I got to go. And I'm always covered in sweat. Because if I live in Texas, it's really hot out here. I mean, it always is hot out here. But now I found a product that does work. Sweat Block is the number one antiperspirant that works excessive sweat seven days per week. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, dry shirt guaranteed. If Sweat Block keeps you dry, you will get your money back for free. It's not just armpits, it's chest, it's feet, it's hands, it's backward. Use it anywhere, and I mean literally use it anywhere, and it will keep you dry for up to 48 hours. Use the promo code Locked On at Amazon or CVS to receive 20% of a welcome bonus at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code uh, Locked On at on Amazon, on sweatblock.com, or at your local CVS to receive 20% off your very first purchase. Stop the sweat today with Sweatblock. Lock on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day right here on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube.com, or LockedOnPodcast.com, wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So the two teams I have the most trouble with trying to figure out would they be better than anyone. Number one, is Ole Miss. And I'll explain why I think Ole Miss, maybe AM is able to have a little bit of consistency. Their defense still is trouble. Like, like their defense has very much improved. Like, and nobody's going to deny that. Their defense has improved. I want to get that out of the way. From last season when they were one of the FBS worst-ranked defenses in all of college football to now, they have improved. But they're not great. They're still allowing an excessive amount of points. When you look at the points for points against, they're one of the highest in, in the league. Uh, 135 points for, 136 against. They're a top 10 team right now. But they had they allowed 50 points against Arkansas. They allowed uh, 40 points against uh, Alabama. They allowed 20 points against, 20 plus points against Tennessee. And they allowed 17 against the likes of uh, LSU. A&M's defense would have to be able to stop Matt Corral. And that's going to be a really fun matchup is to see how does Corral work without some of his receivers, without an extra running back, with one of his line, uh, linemen down. How does he work against this A&M defense long enough for them to be able to get enough plays off to be able to win this game? That will be a really fun, interesting matchup in my opinion. The other thing that I'm really interested to see is how would A&M uh, try to dissect beating this Ole Miss defense underneath the direction of uh, DJ Jerkin. So Ole Miss's defense, they are actually pretty good at stopping the run. They're actually really, really, really overvalued in um, in uh, coverage. So I think when you start looking on how this team is kind of built, I really think that you would have to trust the run game. That would be the biggest thing of all. You have to be able to trust the run with Devon A. Chain, with Isaiah Spiller. If you can do that, maybe get a few passes off uh, towards like the red zone. 
really attack in the red zone. That would be really interesting. If you can do that, I think that would probably be the best way to do it. So Anaya Smith, Jalen Weidemeyer, Chase Lane, Demon Demas, go ahead and do that. Maybe get one or two big shots down the field, like a 20-yard gain to Smith, maybe a 35-yard gain to Demas, maybe a 30-yard gain to Caleb Chapman. That's how you would win. I go A&M, but I go A&M 6-4. I think that that's the one where it really matters. Finally, Kentucky. This is the one I had the most trouble with because Kentucky, I don't know really what to make of them. Are they just a good team in the SEC East and would they struggle against SEC West opponents? Are they a good football team? They really are on the cusp of being a top 10 team in college football this year. And that's a big testament to what Liam Cohen has done. That's a big testament of what Will Levis has done. That's a big testament of how they utilize the offense. But what's funny is the way that uh, Liam Cohen offense works is you trust the run to get the passing attack going. Or no, switch that, switch that. You trust the passing attack and then and when all else fails, trust the run. So if AM were to play like they did against Alabama, I think Will Levis would be in trouble to where they would have to trust Chris Rodriguez to run the football. If you flip it and where Chris Rodriguez is able to, if, you know, if they play the way that they did against Mississippi State, Will Levis would throw for 400 yards every single weekend against them. Every single weekend, they would 100% throw for like 400 and 450 yards every single time. So I look at that and I go, okay, if you play strong secondary, you would probably win. I would go seven matchups. If you trust that your run defense is going to be able to make enough key stops, you better play like you did against South Carolina. You better bulldoze these offensive linemen. And the reality is that the offensive linemen at Kentucky are very, very good. Uh, they, they have at least two or three NFL draft players. Darian Kendrick, the I think he's the left tackle for them, is going to go in the first round, according to people that I've spoken to. I believe that he is at least a top 50 prospect in this year's draft class. So I actually say that this one's split. I think that right now there's not enough information on how these two teams would match up to where you could say they are split 50-50 right down the middle. But I do think go pound for pound in this matchup, I would say A&M, if you are able to go ahead and stop Will Levis from passing to where they're forced to run the football, maybe you win six games. If you don't, and you have to go ahead and trust the run game, and I mean, you have to go ahead and let them limit the run game and then go and deep pass deep downfield to the likes where Will Levis is like completely doing like a Will Rogers 2.0. I think Kentucky actually gets the matchup. So I would say AM right now is number three to five in that category of SEC teams. You can definitely make an argument that Ole Miss is somewhere in that three to five and Kentucky is the other one. The biggest question is, how do you play against Kentucky? How do you play against Ole Miss? How do you make those two match up? What does your defense look like against a Matt Corral and a Will Levis where it's a run-to-pass offense for Lane Kiffin, where it's a pass-to-run offense for Mark Stoops? Depending on how you play those two really dictates who comes in at third, who comes in at fourth, and who comes in at fifth. Still, I believe that if Alabama and Georgia were to make the college football playoff, at least two teams would go to New Year's Six Bowl games, and that really could be decided with a matchup against Ole Miss in Oxford later next month. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, let's give out some midseason awards. Who's done the most with the most at this time? Who looks really, really good? Who even some surprises, disappointments for Texas A&M? All that and much, much more on tomorrow's show. See you then. And remember, again, y'all, this has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.